Hi, welcome to the fifth episode of The Subs Bench. Today, I'm joined by my dad, so it's going to be a very entertaining episode. So, say hello, <laughs> say hello. Hello, hello, Sam. Hello, everyone listening. <laughs> um, so, we're going to go straight into the news from last week. Um, there were, We'll talk about all, all the Premier League results as usual, um, but there were 20 fixtures um, from Monday to Sunday last week, so we're not going to spend loads of time talking about all of them. Um, the first. Okay, it's talk about the Spurs game. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, the f- only fixture on Monday last week was Spurs winning one 0 at home against Everton. Yes. Um, I know you watched it. What What do you think about that? Because it was a pretty poor performance, to be honest. But it was poor, Sam. Let's be honest. Both teams were very, very poor. Um, but we got the win. That's the most got, important. Got the thing. win with, with an own goal. Um, yes. Yeah, it was it was it was shocking, and but Spurs got the win. There was a more, uh, there was a couple more Spurs matches that week that more talking points in that. But so we'll leave it out there for Spurs versus Everton on Tuesday. Uh, Watford beat Norwich two one. Um, Chelsea, well, it's fair to say that they scraped a win against Crystal Palace, and yes. Arsenal were held one uh, one by Leicester. Yes, um, I mean, I thought that had done Tottenham a favour, the Leicester-Arsenal um, game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see I didn't see that coming. I thought Leicester was going to really do a number on them. <laughs> but as it turned out, 1-1 is not, it's not a bad result. No. Um, we'll, we'll see how it pans out at the end of the season. Yeah. Leicester haven't been that good, not only since the restart, since like the start of the year. They haven't been like on the same form that they had at the start of the season but at least like Vardy's scoring again he's playing well and yes. Ke- Ketia got sent off in that match for a shocking tackle did you see that like the studs up yeah, yes yeah. yes I did I mean I think there was no intention there no. but it was a little bit too high but if with all internal purposes if you have a look at it you'll see it was literally going for the ball mm-hmm. but it was just too high yes. and letter the law you just got to be sent off yeah. So no no arguments from me about that. Mm-hmm. Um and also yeah, as I mentioned, Chelsea just about beat Crystal Palace away. Yeah. Um Zaha with one of the goals of the season. That was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah. But um yeah, so that was a good win for Chelsea and Norwich again with another loss as their week got worse, but we'll get to that in a in a second. Um on Wednesday there was four matches. Sheffield United winning one 0 at home to Wolves. They've had a lot of great results recently. Um, uh, that, that that was a very good game. I don't know if you saw any I of see, it. I did see um, John Egan scoring the winner in the ninety ninety third minute. Yeah, it was it was a very good. <laughs> I mean, good game. and they're just a breath of fresh air to the Premiership. The energy they bring into every game, and they've got so, uh, a lot of run of games. But the energy level hasn't gone down at all. They're just in your face all the time. And they force you to make mistakes. Yeah. force you to make mistakes. I thought Wolves had the game at one point. I thought they, they were going to win that game. But that last minute go, yo, how do you come back in the last yeah. minute? So that that was a good game. I don't, really think, I don't think any teams are looking forward to playing Sheffield United. Like... That's, you're absolutely right with that one. Um, next game that day we had uh, Man City winning 5-0 against Newcastle um, in basically what was just a reminder of how good Man City City are. 
yeah, that's just a normal procession. I thought I thought it was gonna be even more. Yeah, it looked um, like it. It's Newcastle. It looked like Newcastle weren't even trying. It's one of those games where Newcastle feel like, um, oh yeah, we're gonna survive this season. Let's go on holiday. <laughs> that's it. But I hope they're like that when they play Spurs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As you know, like towards the end of the season, Spurs don't do very well against news against Newcastle. Oh, let's not talk about that. But um... not, I won't remind you of that. <laughs> um. We also had Burnley winning, were winning one 0 away at West Ham. Uh, yeah, good uh, game as well. Yeah, Sean Dyke. There's been rumours that Sean Dyke might leave Burnley, but I can't really see him going anywhere. Uh, at this he's, point. he's a good manager. If you think about it, Sam, like with the sort of budget that he's got there, yeah. he seemed to. I mean, a lot of people say they struggled. The only time I think they've struggled in the Premiership was the season they were playing in Europe. They, yeah, they well, have. Like, they the, didn't. The they didn't qualify the, for the Europa League, but they did have like qualifying fixtures that. Yeah. They got distracted by, and then they finished. They didn't manage to survive. They did struggle, but he, uh, he still did. He kept them up. Yeah, once they were out of Europe, I mean, he just does what he normally does, and it keeps them comfortably up. Yeah, um, and they're they're tenth in the league at the moment, which is yeah. very impressive. The, the thing though is, will they? Would anyone take him up? They. The, the style of play is not very exciting. They no. play a lot of long balls. I can't see any big team wanting to to take someone who hasn't got any attractive uh, kind of play. And what would he do with the money, even if he had the money? Is it the sort of person... I don't know. Well, we haven't got to see yet, so he might adapt his footballing philosophy if he was to get a, a bigger budget, sign flashier players, but he's working with what he can in a limited, limited budget and... Limited, he's had limited some players. flash flash players go there, but he never used them. Aaron Lennon's gone there. Yeah, but he, he, was, never... he was old. He was like well, old, but he's a flashy player. He's the sort of player who can do a lot of tricks and get down the byline, put crosses in. We haven't seen him because yeah. it just doesn't suit their play. Yeah. Um, and then also that day we had Liverpool winning three one against Brighton, which was um pretty routine win for the champions yes um then on thursday we had three matches the first <laughs> one of them was um spurs drawing nil nil with bournemouth which was shocking that was i don't even know what to say about that honestly it's probably the worst game i've seen like okay in, um, Bournemouth set up not to lose that game, and they were just packing the midfield. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they played well. <laughs> they, they didn't play well. I wouldn't say they played well, but for Spurs to go through a whole ninety minutes with not one shot on target, and mm. you, I mean, that's just the form of like relegation form, yeah, isn't it? It was terrible. It was not a whole shot on target. Game I've seen all season. Yeah, I don't think it might not have been. Well, you can debate whether it was Spurs' worst performance. I think our worst performance was um, against Brighton away earlier this season when we lost 3-0. Yes, okay, yeah, but, that um, day we just completely gave up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, arguably, well, not arguably, Spurs should have had a penalty in the in the yes, fourth minute. I when agree was with you with that one. It was reviewed after the game and was confirmed that Spurs should have had a penalty. Yeah, well, which, I mean, which, if they can review it after the game and make that decision, why can't they do it during the game when it actually yes. counts? Yes, I mean, it's just the fact that the, the... I can't remember if the VAR actually looked at that like that 
decision or looked at that incident. They looked at it briefly, um, but they didn't. They didn't give yeah. it. I think all the all the referees, if you think about it as well, all the referees try as much as possible not to contradict each other. Yeah. So whatever the um, the, the the official on the day says on the, uh, at the game at the match, whoever is in Stockley Park obviously is going to back them. Yeah. They'll be saying, oh, I don't think it's a penalty, but can you just review it for me? If it's one of those ones that can go either way, they normally mm-hmm. go with the referee. You hardly ever see a situation where the referee is given something. Yeah. And blatantly look like the referee's got it wrong mm-hmm. and they'll change it. They don't. They just no. go, they go with the other referee. Um. Also, we had Everton drawing 1-1 with Southampton and... Um, United, Manchester United winning 3-0 away against Aston Villa um, okay. Danny, no, I must confess I didn't see either of those games that's but right but Danny, yeah. Danny Ings scoring again for yeah, Southampton again, yeah. um, <clears throat> sorry I've already talked about like a while, quite a lot on this podcast how good Danny Ings has been this season and when, when I say that like he's probably found his level that's not like being disrespectful to him because he's still scoring loads in a Southampton team that does not have loads going for it but yeah. this is like the he's found a place where he can actually succeed he can, he can shine how many goals is he on now um definitely double digits i have a quick check but I, I i think he's on 14 or 15 isn't it he is on oh i don't know if that's correct give me one sec 19 19 yes whoa 19. I mean, imagine, like, I mean, he could do a job for one of the top six teams. Yeah, it's a shame it didn't really work out for him at um at Liverpool. At Liverpool, he was. But he, had, he had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Or 19. I mean, we could take him as a backup striker at Spurs. I mean, yeah. that wouldn't be bad, would it? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I mean, oh, just. We need we need any kind of backup striker at Tottenham. At the You've been saying that all season, to be honest. Yeah. Because Harry Kane, let's be honest, Harry Kane's back, but is he really back? He doesn't look fit. I know. I was talking. I was talking stop. about it on on Twitter, like how he's getting. He, he's still getting. He's getting a lot of criticism for not scoring goals, even though he has scored a couple since the restart. Um, he's getting a lot of criticism for not scoring, but he's come back after six months off. Most of, most of it due to injury. Well. He's he's the main source of creativity in the team. He's his own source of creativity, and he's been yeah. playing basically central midfield for large portions of matches. So it's going to be a bit when he's it's a bit harder for him to score, and he still is scoring it, it occasionally. Is, so yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, he goes to show what how much Eriksson added to the top. Yeah. Tottenham. because we've taken Eriksson there, and it just literally looks like we've taken about. 70% of the uh, creativeness in the team out completely. Lacelso coming in, as I said, I mean, we've disagreed about this. You still think he's the best Tottenham player? I didn't say, no, I didn't say, I've, <laughs> I haven't said he's the he best Tottenham be. player. I said, you've been this season, I think he's been our best player. Well, it might, it might turn out to be the best player later on, but yeah. uh, maybe it's the way Mourinho is using him. Mm-hmm. But um, I just compared that, compared him to. Um, Sebelos yesterday, yeah. the Arsenal player. Every time they had the ball, the back four, a back three of Arsenal had the ball. 
he showed. He wanted the ball and he was looking forward. Mm. The difference with, with uh, La Celso, when he got the ball, and it looked like he was hiding as well. Uh, you know, like, he, he didn't want the ball. He will get the ball if someone passed it to him, but he wasn't going out looking for the ball. Yeah, I think... And, I think and, that... Well, creative player, I mean, it's, it's not... He's still not firing on all cylinders, I'd say, anyway. No, I don't think so either. But personally, I think the difference between how Sabaros and Lo Celso played is, says more about the managers and their systems than, the, than system the players themselves. Because Mourinho yeah. was happy to let Sabaros just essentially dictate the game from midfield in yeah. the second half, let the Tottenham team sit back and have him spray passes. Lo Celso's um, role is, isn't really defined. He carries the ball forward a lot more, which you didn't really see Ericsson doing, like getting the ball from deep and yeah. dribbling forward. Um, yeah. You wouldn't see Ericsson playing that deep ever. Um, and Lissels also is not afraid to go back and make a tackle and then yes, that's true, play yeah. passes forward. But um, yeah, yeah, I well, think... Well, uh, Ericsson never won it. I didn't I, think he, he hasn't won. won. He didn't win a tackle right. in six years. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, we'll talk... Oh, yeah, so uh, United beat Villa 3-0 that day and it was uh, another good performance from their promising team Greenwood scored again he is wow, really okay. good he's only 18 yeah see what I mean like when you when, if, if you can do the business doesn't matter how old you are and that's what I've been saying about Pirates at Tottenham they keep saying oh yeah he's too young he's too young well, I mean if he's scoring the goals he's not too young yeah and you're not gonna know if you don't put him there yeah I know what you mean um, there were no Premier League matches on Friday. None, yes. On Saturday, we had five, though. Um, West Ham beat Norwich 4-0 at Carrow Road. Michael Antonio <laughs> scoring all four. <laughs> um, That's and amazing. That was a, a pretty pathetic note for Norwich to get officially yeah, be relegated on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a shame to see Norwich go down because they do have some individual talented players. Well, in a way, it's not so bad because they'll have to sell all their players. <laughs> Pick them up on the so cheap. The top six. Yeah. That, that, that's the way I look at it. I mean, I, I've got soft spot for Norwich as well, but uh, they're, they're pretty, pretty woeful, really, honestly. Yeah. But saying that, they beat Tottenham, didn't they, in the, in the cup? So, yeah, on penalties, <laughs> yeah, that was a disgrace. Yeah. Um, Watford... And they've been Man City. Yep. Yeah. I remember the day of... Uh, your party. Yes, was they won. They won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Watford beat Newcastle two one. That was a good result for Watford. In yeah, that's a good fight result against. It was a good result for a lot of teams near the bottom over the weekend, apart from Norwich. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a good result for a lot of teams near the bottom over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Liverpool were held by Burnley. It was one uh, one at one, Anfield. One, yes. Um. A lot of uh, they gave us some t- game time to the younger players, uh, Nico Williams and Curtis Jones, but they still did have a lot of their big players starting, like Mane, Firmino, and Salah all started. Fabinho was in the team. Van Dijk was in the team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they so they should have won, but they can afford to relax now that they're champions. Well, they're champions. I mean, so whether they don't doesn't matter if they don't win another game this season. No one's taking that yeah. title away from them. Um, and then Sheffield United beat Chelsea 3-0, which made me feel better about Spurs losing to Sheffield United. Losing 3-1, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. I completely agree with that. I mean, 
they're, they're a good side. I mean, if if I'm going to have a second team in in the Premier League to support, if they can like carry on playing like that, you do you'd want to watch them. Yeah, everyone everyone likes a, a good a good underdog team. But, yeah, um, and they're not barely an underdog anymore. They've beaten a, <laughs> a good results against a lot of top. Yeah, the big Wolves, the bit Tottenham, the bit Tottenham, the bit Chelsea. Yeah. Um, McGoldrick finally scoring his first Premier League goal, a goal, and then yeah. got two in the, in the same game. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chelsea didn't really look like Chelsea, like how they've been playing the whole season. But um, yeah, it was, well, it was it was a bit of a. I've off always day, said but... Chelsea always get lucky when they when they when we played them and they beat us. I think was it two 0 Yeah, I think they really got lucky in that game. Um, if I seem to remember, we had like a, a penalty shout in that game that wasn't given. Some, There's another uh, foul Harry Kane in the box that wasn't given. Um, but that, and they just. I say they've been so lucky. Some games as well that you watch them, you think, hmm. watching them against Man City and they beat Man City as well, didn't they? Who Chelsea? Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, they beat Man City as well. And I watched that game and I'm thinking, no way should Chelsea be beating Man City with the one with the squad and the chances that that Man City had just couldn't put the ball away. Yeah. So. Eventually, it was going to catch up with Chelsea. Their defense shocking. They yeah, don't know there's something they need to improve on. They they have they've added to the obviously they've added to the attack with um Ziyech and Werner, but well, well that's, they've never had a problem going forward. No, before. they just need to, they need to look at their defense now. It's, it's their defense. It's always been Chelsea's defense. That and I don't know. Um, Timori, everyone keeps saying how good he is. I haven't really seen him. I saw him with. Uh, he played at Derby last season. Yes, didn't he? he did under yeah. under Lampard. He was really good at Derby, but I'm thinking, well, that's one level below. Yeah, it's okay being good in the Championship. He turned up at the Premiership. It's a completely because you one mistake, it normally leads to a goal. In the Championship, you might get away with it. In in the Premiership, you make a mistake in defence, you're not switched on. It normally leads to a, a very good chance or a goal. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I can't see unless they get another defender to. Um, and I also, Aspilicueta, I think he's he's on his last leg. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not bad, but he's past his best. I think. Like, well, I was speaking to your friend the other day, and he reckons he's still the best defender at, at, at Chelsea. Chelsea. Well, that's not really saying a lot, is it? Like, <laughs> they haven't got many fantastic defenders. They've got Kurt, Kurt Zuma there. Yeah. Rudiger there. Yeah, Christensen. Christensen. Christensen has never been that good for me. And I don't, some people Yeah. He's so good. No, I don't think so. None it's of them are that none of them are really that convincing. I can't really mm. Yeah, I can't see I I don't know. I wouldn't I can't I don't think you can rely on any of them to no, keep no. safe at the back. Um also later that day you uh Manchester City won five nil for the second time in a row against Brighton. Um just running right again. Yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? Yes. How, like, Man, Man U's just... How do you think they're going to do next season? Who, Ma- Manchester City? Like, they look like a very good, balanced team. Are you talking about, um, sorry, talking, Man U or Man City? I'm talking about Man U. Oh, it's Man City that won 5-0 against... Um, oh, okay. Sorry, Man City that won... F- about, um, 
Man U. No. So Man City beat they beat Brighton five 0 Yeah. Okay. But in I'm terms in terms of talking about how good Man U will do next season, they are they do like look like you said a really good balanced team. They've got yeah. They again they need to improve their defense as well. Um, they haven't got a reliable back four, but in terms of their midfield and attack, they're very strong. Well, but that's the thing. Like they've got such a good shield in midfield now with Pogba and uh, Bruno Fernandes. And even when mm. without Fred, I thought he was doing Fred a good. Well. Matic has played really Fernandes. well since yeah, the and Matic. They've just taken it to another level, honestly. Mm. And you know what I like about Fernandez? He's not one of those players who just pick a pass and like Sandel Vinger. Oh, that was a good pass. <laughs> he, he makes the pass, and you'll see he's busting his lungs to get in the box. Yeah, he wants to be in there. Like the late running, the chance comes. He's going to finish it. Mm. So, so they just look like a good balance. I think they're going to finish third. I think so. It's, I, well, it's between them and Chelsea, I think, for next season. Obviously, they can't catch Man City anymore, but I can't see them losing a game now until the end of the season. Yeah, they've got a, a good run in as well. I think they could. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they're going to challenge, definitely finish fourth or third, like who falls out, whether it's oh, Chelsea, no. Chelsea or Leicester, but. Well, I think it's Leicester that's going to fall out. Yeah. Because they've still got Spurs to play. Mm-hmm. They've got... And I think they've got Man U to play. They've got... Let's have a quick look. They've got... Their last three fixtures, they're all difficult. Well, they're Sheffield United, Spurs yeah. and United. Yeah. Manchester United. So, I mean, if they don't pick six points out of that, they're going to fall out completely. Yeah. If Man U would overtake them, I don't see Chelsea losing that many. Yeah. They probably lose one more Chelsea, but they'll win the other two. Yeah. So it's gonna be less so it's gonna miss out. Um we'll go on to Sunday's fixtures. Um that was yesterday at the time of recording. Um yeah. the first game was with Wolves winning three 0 against Everton. A really yeah. good win for Wolves, basically. They're they're only um three points behind Manchester United at this point. Even United do have a game in hand on them. Um, yeah. And United do have a game in hand on the two teams above them. So they yeah. will go into third if they win that game in hand. I, I think I think they'll win it. No, um, no problem. Yeah. But talk, talking about Wolves, um, what do you think, think about that team? They're a really good, promising team. They're just only going to get better, I think. I don't think they're really... I don't think you can say they're really overachieving anymore because... This is what is being expected of them. They're sixth in the league, fifty-five points. I think if we did, if we didn't have the lockdown, they wouldn't be doing so well because they started playing. I think they started playing July last, didn't they? What the, the restart was in? The restart was in July. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about um, when the season started. So the season started or um, August last year. Yes. But they were playing since July because they were playing in the Europa qualifiers. In oh yeah, so yeah, they've probably talking. played maybe seven seven games more than everyone, mm-hmm. and they should naturally they should be knackered by they, now. They're still in the Europa League. They've got they've yeah. still got fixtures to play after that. Yeah, after the Premier League finishes. Um, so they look well. The lockdown must have done, must have helped them so much because all their players look fresh. Mm-hmm. Diogo Jota. I told you he's an epic player. <laughs> I want him They've got they a lot of good players. Oh, they've got some good players. Um, um, Neves, I'll take. Neves was and, incredible against Everton. 
And like I've heard rumours and I don't know if it's true. That he's going to Spurs. Who Ruben Neves? Yes. Who have you heard this from? Your inside inside right. sources. <laughs> you love the inside sources. <laughs> so they've told me he's going there. So don't be surprised actually if he turns up because he's Portuguese as well. Uh-huh. Don't Mourinho. Mourinho loves, he loves his Portuguese players. Be Portuguese players and people who can speak Portuguese. So. Um, that's why he loves Eric Dyer for yeah. no, no other reason. But, um, well, let's not go there. You know, you know my my. <laughs> I know, I know how you feel about Eric Dio. I know you love him. Um, I love him. I but love um, him. yeah, next game that day was um, Villa beating Palace two 0 at Villa Park. Really good, yes. really good result for Aston Villa, considering yeah. um, Bournemouth, Watford, and West Ham all had all picked up wins. Um, yes, that that game, the Villa game, and um, Palace. It should have been more. What? Yeah, because to Villa they should have won by more. You saying? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think Trezeguet could have had a hat trick. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Davis, the guy, the young boy who came in for went out for. Yeah, I can't remember now. Um, he should he should have had at least one as well. Yeah. I mean, Palace was so bad. Palace were terrible. They should have. They their goal that they scored, Sacco's goal, should have stood. Yeah, that should have stood, yeah. It was... That's another problem with 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 the officials. Yeah, but the handball it... rule needs to change. Well, I think it will change. With every new technology, when it comes in, you, you kind of have teething problems, don't you? Yeah. But some of them are just shocking. Some of the decisions are shocking. And it has nothing to do with technology. Mm-hmm. It's just to do with, like, the way the, the official have read that situation and... If you're a footballer or you've ever kicked a football in your life, you know, like, some of the decisions that they've taken, like, how can this even happen? Like, the Bruno Fernandes, like, penalty. Yeah. If you played football in your life, you'd know that there's no way that's a penalty. Yeah. He, he was endangering someone's life by trying to do a skill and jumped on someone's <laughs> Endanger- Endangering someone's penalty. life. Is what yeah. <laughs> and he gets a penalty for it. Yeah. I'm thinking, what planet are you on? Well, there you go. So some of the things will change. I think um, there'll be some consistency next season because mm-hmm. they've had at least a whole season to bed it in. And um, also they, they're having another meeting about what they're going to be doing about the, um, the touchline monitor. Yes. I think they're going to give them a little bit more freedom to go there and watch it mm-hmm. while the people at Stockley Park do their squiggly lines on it. <laughs> but at least you know the decision is the referee on the pitch mm-hmm. making the final call. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Rather than think some, someone somewhere who's Miles like... Away. Yeah. Basically guessing. Yeah. Literally guessing. Oh, I think. Oh, I don't think. <laughs> um... And then the result that we've all been waiting to talk about is the uh, North London Derby Spurs beating Arsenal 2-1. Come on, you Spurs! <laughs> yes, that's what I'm, that's the one I've been waiting for. I did say to you at football on Saturday will be 2-1, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I did you say predicted it was going to be 2-1. But what I wasn't really expecting is... Um, it wasn't... I mean, I haven't seen some North London derbies. I wouldn't say it's the most fiery one. No, but that's probably because there wasn't fans in the stadium, you know, like that, and also the Heat as well played some. Um, yeah, must have played the game. The pace was 
Fast, slow, fast, yeah. slow. Well, Mourinho, Mourinho's style of play doesn't really lend itself to intense yeah. football. In, yeah. but, um, you hardly ever see games like that. In Mourinho's game, it's like, okay, if we score one, we can go back now and just shut, shut, shut up, shut Come and attack us and see if you can break us down. Yeah, if you give us another chance, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, it works to be fair most of most well it, in his listen cook, if you can been. win the Champions League or win something with Spurs <laughs> I anything. don't mind I really don't mind honestly yeah well um, it's if we play like we've been playing the last four or five games like that all season next season he'll be out because Spurs fans won't stand yeah. for it let's be honest I thought it would the football was a lot better, I thought, um, against Arsenal, especially in the first half. Um, it, it was better because, yeah, obviously nothing can be as bad as what was served mm-hmm. on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, that was Bournemouth. terrible. So obviously, and they've been, it's been in the papers and all social media about how terrible we were. Mm. So I knew there was going to be a reaction in the first ten twenty minutes. It was like, whoa, okay, this this is no way this is gonna end like nil nil. Yeah. But um the thing is I wouldn't say we played so much better than them. We weren't no, we weren't we weren't, we weren't great. Let's be honest about it. But we won, and that's all that matters. Yeah. We're taking the three three points and the colour at Twilight Lane or North London is white and blue again. Yes, that's what we like to see. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the formation of four four two? Right, I think that was a little bit confusing actually because yeah, we're thinking four four two. Are you sure? <laughs> like, and that's the reason why it looked like they had an extra player in the midfield. Yeah, because obviously yeah. they three at the back and they just packed the midfield with all their players. Um, but it seemed to work. It it did. It looks like it's a better shape for Spurs to play with. I don't think. Like Lucas and Tosoko were playing left mid and right mid, yeah. respectively. Lucas played well. He doesn't. He still his part. His passing wasn't really great, but that's not yeah, what he's. That's not yeah. what he's there for. He made ten tackles, which was ridiculous from left wing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Sissoko was only playing right midfield to quite clearly to protect the right mid, the right hand side when Orion was going forward. Orion goes forward. Yes. Which I mean, it make it make it makes sense, but. When you're, go- when you're going, it. yeah, when you're going in attack, like it, you might as well play it. You might as well play an actual right winger there, which is why we need a right, a different kind of right back to Sergio. Even though Sergio was, he is good going forward. He he yeah. didn't really play well in that match, but that's fine. He is good going forward. It takes away yeah. the ability to have an actual right winger in attacking positions because the whoever's playing on that side, usually it's usually Sissoko it has to drop in and play right back it while yeah. the other team yeah, is on the counter. Right. But um, yeah, right. yeah, I would have preferred to see Bergwijn start ahead of Sissoko. Well, or maybe keep Sissoko in the middle alongside Lacelso and start Lo Bergwijn ahead, start Bergwijn ahead of Winks or something. Yeah, um, yeah you're absolutely right with that. While we're on the subject of Sergio, like we should just mention about his brother. Yeah, like, condolences to his family. Yeah, it's of course. A really sad thing to happen. And hopefully he knows that we all, as a family, Spurs family, we're, we're thinking about him and his family at this terrible time for him. Exactly. Um, very, right. very, very well said. Yeah. Regarding uh, what you said about Aurier, Aurier um, 
playing Ori so far forward means like obviously you've got to sacrifice Sissoko because if Ori gets caught out of position, we're in trouble. So obviously he's thinking about that and he's got to put Sissoko to cover him every time he, he booms forward. Mm-hmm. But actually Sissoko, what you're taking out of Sissoko's game is the strength and the power that he has in midfield of breaking things down and then just carrying the ball. Yeah. 30, 40, 50 yards. Mm-hmm. He probably only did it once um, yesterday. Yeah, and it works. Very... You're right. If you have someone with the ability of Aurea, like going that far forward, then it might make sense, which is mm-hmm. to add an extra defender on. I, I feel, and then yeah. just play him as a winger. That's the thing, because Aurea's position makes sense if you've... A got a defensive midf- an actual defensive midfielder who's capable of dropping in when he's forward or if you're playing three at the back like we did at some points when Tanganga was on that side and he's quick enough yes. to keep up with wingers exactly. but um, yeah it... what, what you can't do is expect him he's a wing back but goodness me does he cover some ground yeah honestly and you, you expect him to come back and they said there's always a mistake in Aurea yes there is because He's either a defender or he's a winger. Trust me, I don't think ideally he's a wing back. Play him as a winger or play him as a defender. I feel well, expecting him to he gets out of position. He does, but that's under, under Poch, he was the same. Yeah, but under Poch, he was only out of he's been arguably out of position less under Mourinho because Mourinho's yeah. playing literally playing to his strengths and putting him out on as playing him literally as a winger. Um, as a winger, yeah. He can get back defensively. He's not as bad defensively as some people like to think, but he is. He's not. He's not. Gr- he's not good defensively. Like his strengths are quite clearly going forward. But Mourinho, well, with Poch- some stats though, Sam, in in the Premier League, he's made the third most tackles. Yeah. In the Premier League, he's not. He's not bad defensively. Huh? He's not bad. He's not bad defensively. Yeah, so his stats are not that bad. If you think of the twenty. 20- 20 teams in the Premier League and to talk about all the defenders playing and he's made the third most and I mm-hmm. think his, his numbers were like something like 94 tackles or yeah. something like that and then the highest one was like about 130 don't quote me exactly but mm-hmm. I saw it the other day and I'm thinking they, they, they just give him a hard time because obviously he goes forward quite a lot yeah. and it looks like he's struggling to get back in position when, when the, the, the ball's going the other way mm-hmm. I still, I keep him. I I'd keep him. I might not start him every week if we can improve on, like yeah. we can improve. But he is good to keep around. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll go on to uh, the next match, so we don't talk about Tottenham for the whole episode. But um, the last match of the week was uh, arguably the result of the week: Bournemouth winning four-one at home against Leicester. <laughs> Leicester, yeah. Leicester were one-nil ahead at half-time. Yeah, before um... I saw it till half time, and I, I left the game. <laughs> he turned off at half time, and that's why when I spoke to you last, was it last, last night? Yes. Yeah, like, oh yeah, and <laughs> I said one you like, well, and you said Bournemouth. I said, are you sure? <laughs> it was one nil, one nil. Yeah, I saw, I saw some, uh, I saw some of the game and uh, the highlights as well. Um, Stanislas and Solanke. Solanke scored two, which Solanke is two. about as surprising as McGoldrick scoring as well. Um, <laughs> Soanchu got sent off. Yeah. Soanchu was at, I'd say, at fault for Solanke's 
first goal, just backing off and giving him all the space in the world to shoot. But um, yeah, really good result for Bournemouth. Terrible result I, for Leicester. I'm thinking those. I'll try and watch it today. Yeah. But that is, a, that is a really good result. But if they can pull something like that out in their next two games, mm. they might stay up. I think they're only four points adrift now. Yes. They are currently three points adrift. Yeah, three points. But, um, yeah, so... Because West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth and Villa all got good results, it's like yeah. left everyone in the same kind of position at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, West Ham and Watford aren't exactly safe with Bournemouth. Only. They're both on 34 points. Uh, yeah. Bournemouth on so 31. What, what, what game is Bournemouth get next? Bournemouth have got... Let's just double They've check. got bad running, if I can remember. They've got Man City next. Oh, yeah. Uh, then Southampton and then Everton. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's, it's tough, but they could they could they could surprise some people. Um, surprise Everton and the team like they've gone Fiorentina complex. That team, <laughs> honestly, it's That's like they're, so they're rude. The of, it is true. They're That's there so... and they think, oh, I shouldn't be here. Really, <laughs> That's so I should be disrespectful. But but that's how that's all I feel about Everton. Like no matter how good the team they put together, they always feel like oh, we're punching above our way. We really should be mid-table, <laughs> and they've got such a good team. Yeah, they've got a lot of good individual players in that team and a yeah. great manager. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes for them. Um, well, we've been talking about the results for ages, so we'll just quickly move on to the next topic. Um, I'll, I'll mention quickly that Manchester City have had the ban overturned, but we're going to talk a bit more about that later. Yes. Um, okay. And so we'll just talk quickly about um, for the Formula One, which uh, had the second race of the season last week, the Styrian Grand Prix. Um, yep. You watched it, didn't you? Yes, I watched. I watched the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the qualifiers, um, qualifying um, times or the day, but uh, I knew that Lewis Hamilton being in front, if he can, the first lap, first corner, if he's still in front, then it's, it's, it's hard to catch him. It, it's that's just that way. It's the same with um, with uh, with Butters as mm. well. If he can get in front. Then they'll go. That's why because they've got clean air in front of them. They're not sucking in anyone's like fumes or anything, and you just go. That's why Verstappen, um, that's why Verstappen was really frustrated that yes. he couldn't hold off Bottas the whole time. Yeah, because like he it was, was he was it, trying his best, but I mean it, it was funny the Ferraris. That was... <laughs> what they did to each other was like it's one track. And at one time, at one point, there was three cars almost like all side by side. Yeah. And like you can see that um, it, it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but to take each other out on a, on a track where they were expecting something big, they've had some upgrades as well, and they were expecting to test mm-hmm. it all out. That must have really hurt for mm-hmm. both cars to go out. It was it was quite clearly. Um, Leclerc that was at fault and he said he apologised to yeah, he after the race um, but yeah um, it's still gonna hurt that was one of the more noteworthy things yeah. to, to happen in that yeah um, but it was, just, it was just funny the, the, the overtaking did you see Bottas overtaking on Verstappen yeah well, Verstappen is such a good driver he, he so for me if they put him and Lewis in the same car I don't know who's going to win. Oh, no, it's tough. 
probably Verstappen probably mm-hmm. would win. He is such a tough driver. When Bottas went past him, before he got to the corner, he was back in front of Bottas and mm-hmm. he tried and tried, but Bottas' car was better and faster, so eventually he had to yield. Um, but it would be nice to see Verstappen in the, in the, in a Mercedes. Can you imagine? It'd be, it'd be really interesting. Yeah. Just, um, also talk about um, one of the most impressive drivers this season so far. That's um, Lando Norris. Lando Norris. He's yeah. so good. He uh, qualified sixth, but started ninth because of the uh, three-place grid penalty. Yeah. But it, uh, last week, he set the fastest lap on the race on the on the final lap to finish on the yeah. podium. Um, and then this, he made two... on uh, Yesterday, he made two overtakes on the, on the last lap to finish yeah. fifth. It was just... Yeah, he's but just that was, really good. That, that was because, um, I think, um, Perez... Perez was stopped. slowing down, yeah. They were slowing and they just went past Paris. Um, I would have thought driver of the day was Paris at one point. Yeah, he was, he was just. I'm thinking at this rate, this guy's gonna finish on the podium. He was just going past everyone. Mm. He, he, but, he, yeah, he started um, uh, 17th on the grid, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, so wait, another, so, another, another good race. Five. What engine are they using? Um, Paris oh, racing point. I'll double check it. Yeah, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was a. It's got to be a Mercedes engine, isn't it? I will just check to make sure that. I think Racing Point probably using Mercedes engine. It is Mercedes, yeah. Yes, you can see, and obviously, would be the the engine that they had last year. Would be what they would be getting at Racing Point, but you can still see how good their engine is. Yeah. For the next segment of the episode, uh, we're going to do a quick fire question thread that I found on Twitter. Um, we're going to try and answer as quickly as possible. Oh, I should say where I've got it from. It's uh, at, well, I don't want to get that out wrong, at or Yimsy on Twitter. I don't know if that's right, the pronunciation, but at uh, O-Y-I-M-Z-Y. That's the at. So that's where I'm stealing it from. Um, okay. So, Dad, you ready to answer a lot of these questions? Yeah. Quickly, mostly. Okay, so uh, which football league is your favourite? Of all time. Which football league in general? Oh, football were... league. Yeah. Uh, the Premier League. Premier League, yeah, agree. Who's your all-time best footballer? Uh, Glenn Oddle. Ever? Ever. That's a really weird answer. <laughs> for, for me, I mean... It, it, it was just you, you've never seen him play, have you? No, I'm just wondering yeah. why. I'm and I'm not not just Premier League. So you, I know you. Okay, that's a really interesting answer. Not not Pele, Maradona, Ronaldo, or Messi. No, or, no, 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 none of them. That's so weird. Why did you say Glenn Hoddle? But because he is. I know. I know he was like immensely talented. I know when you watch someone like Glenn Hoddle, and I've only obviously seen highlights, but you can tell. What the, when you're talking just, about the when he, he made football fun. He made football look like um, it's, it, it, it's like no effort. Okay, like I, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. But are you saying like like he was? A he was the, player the than... only player that in my time that I'm thinking. Listen, if I've only got five pounds in my pocket, and okay. they said, listen, you got to pay five pounds to watch a game. Okay, I, I see what you're you saying. I'll That's... be the man. I see, I know, so I know what you're saying about him being like the player you'd most like to watch, and like him. But 
Are you yeah. saying he's a better player overall than someone like Lionel Messi? Because I think Lionel Messi is the best player of all time. But uh, Lionel Messi probably is a better player. Than okay, him, so I would to watch. Glenn okay, Nigel. so <laughs> if you know you've got I, mean. I, I know what you mean there. Okay. Um, next one. Next one is who is your your current best player? I don't know if he's talking about in the world or in our team. Let's let's go for let's go for our, our team. Um, in our team, it would have to be Harry Kane. I agree. Um, best young player. That's a bit more difficult because we haven't best young player in our team. Mm-hmm. Oli Skip. I agree with that as well. There are some good. Um, oh, it's close. I think I. I might give it to Tanganga actually, only because he's well, got more chances in the team. But Oliver, okay. I think he's probably gonna. Out of all of our young players, that includes like um, Skip, Parrot, yeah. Tanganga, Sessegnon, um, yeah. Jack Clark. I still don't know why we, why we signed Jack Clark, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Oli, uh, Oli Skip is gonna be like our yeah. one of he's, the best players. Gonna, you can tell he's, he's gonna be good. If, if give him a couple of years, hmm. Sam. If if he's doesn't start Tottenham, he'll be going for something like about 60 million. Wow. He's that High praise. He's that good. I've seen him a couple of times. You remember the game we saw, the under-23 that they played? Oh, it was the under-18s at the first, the test match at the new stadium. Yes. Can you remember how good he was? I and mean, you think, he was just head and shoulders above everybody. In that when, he, when I've seen him play with the first team, it just looks like he's been playing like, yeah, senior level football for five years. Yeah. Yeah, and he's only in nineteen as well. Um, yeah. Um, what players poster did did you have on your wall as a child? I'm interested. Pele. You had Pele on your wall. Yeah, definitely I had Pele. Everybody mm. pr- pretty much had Pele at that time. No, no Nigerian players or anything, or <laughs> no. <laughs> none of them were that good at that time. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they were they weren't that good. They had some. Some good plays. There was my dad used to always talk about a player called Thunder, Thunder Balogun. Yes, I know him. I don't know if you Google him, he had the hardest shot in the <laughs> world, apparently. They used to call him Thunder. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, that's one player. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you also know Rashidi Yakini. Yeah, I, I do. I know his name. Yeah, he, he played for Nigeria and, like, he's the one iconic thing where he scores a goal and it goes in the net and he's holding <laughs> it like... Yeah, okay, I know what you mean now. But uh, the rumour has it that he was like 46 when he played in that one. <laughs> <laughs> everybody thought he was 28. Well, that, that sounds about right. Um, um, Which club would you get rid of right now if you had the chance? Arsenal. I wouldn't get rid of Arsenal because oh, I listen. I'd I'd, I'd rather like, no. Them back to South London. Listen, <laughs> listen. I would rather get rid of. I don't. I wouldn't get rid of Arsenal because I. I don't want to take away the feeling of the North London derby, and I feel like I'd enjoy. Like I. I enjoy hating Arsenal. Like, but uh, so <laughs> mine. Mine so. would be. It's between Chelsea and West Ham because, like, I feel like people <laughs> have. Like, everyone hates Chelsea. Like. You, everyone yeah. has some kind of level of hatred towards Chelsea, yeah. just because they. Just are because Chelsea. they just bought all their trophies, didn't they? <laughs> um, literally, and literally bought West, all their. Trophies. West Ham, they're like, a, like a like a really irritating younger sibling, annoying all, neighbor. Yeah, that plays so, their music so loud. And, <laughs> exactly, and, like, and they're, they're like they're not as good when they like force rivalries with the big. Yeah, yeah so it's between. Um, like their West Ham's biggest game of the season is is Tottenham, but 
Yeah. <laughs> Tottenham's biggest game of the season definitely isn't West Ham. So <laughs> that's true. That's, that's bigger fish really. to fry. Mm-hmm. Your your most disliked player and why? Okay, try not to swear. Um, <laughs> most disliked player. It's tough. Mine, mine. Do you remember Van Bommel? Yes. Oh, I really didn't like him. <laughs> that guy was the worst. He committed so many fouls. You remember him in the World Cup? Yeah. How many fouls he committed before he finally got a yellow card? Should have been sent off maybe four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't like okay. players who just. Have you got? Have you got? A... They, they say like they're breaking up play, but just firing people. Mm-hmm. It's not called foul ball. It's called football. <laughs> And he just goes around kicking people now. Van Bommel, I didn't like at all. Have you, um, have you got a current player that you uh, dislike to that level? Yeah, Jefferson Lamar as well. I don't like him. Hey, Jefferson Olerma. Olerma, yes, I not Lamar. Yeah, from from he's a similar kind of. He gets yeah. so many yellow cards. Yeah, um, he's another dodgy player. My my most disliked player of all time is John Terry for ov- <laughs> for obvious reasons, and my most disliked player currently is Jack Wilshere for obvious reasons. Um, well, sure, Jack, well, I uh, like Jack. Apart what did, when he did, yeah, well, he's he was good, and then he did like the whole like he the, and like, obviously yeah, he played for Arsenal when he did like the Tottenham chance, but he's just so annoying. He hates Tottenham. Yeah. Right? He's thinks he's. I don't know what he hates Tottenham for. Well, he's I an mean... Arsenal boy. That's fair enough, but like, yeah, he's just, well, he he's plays... just so annoying. Chesney's yeah. in that category as well. I hate Chesney. <laughs> so, yeah, because for no reason, he just like like staring it up, doesn't yeah, he? He's so like, annoying. He, he doesn't even play in the... Is he still in the Premier League? No, he's... Um, oh, he's at he's Juve. Still, he was like backup oh, keeper at Juve. He's all about Tottenham. He just wants to play for them secretly, I think. <laughs> um, okay, we're trying to be a bit more quick fire. Okay, Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, Ronaldo. Oh, Messi. Ronaldo every day. Your best football memory? Um, Ginola. Ha- Ginola, Ginola, just, just oh, the memory of him playing, is that what you're saying? The, the memory of him playing and the Ginola score, do you remember when they said he was so fat? And <laughs> I didn't get to watch Ginola. Took off his, ripped off his shirt and went, <laughs> <laughs> like, called out fat, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even think he was playing for Tottenham then. I think he was playing for Aston Villa. I'll go. I'll go with. In terms of individual moment, like for memory, I'll just go with. Um, I haven't seen as much football as you, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just go with. Um, uh, the Champions League semi final last year, okay, just yeah. Lucas Lucas's Lucas third goal. Everyone, yeah. everyone would say that most mm-hmm. Tottenham supporters yeah. would say, yeah. Um, I mean, I can remember vividly what I was doing that day because yeah. you, you watched it together, don't we? No, we so. watched we watched the um, quarter final together. We didn't quarter watch the finals. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that's a solid contender as well. That match. Yeah. <laughs> um, your worst football memory. I know mine is de- mine is when we lost to Newcastle 5-1 on the last day of the season when they were already relegated. <laughs> and I yeah, remember just not wanting to go into school the, the next day. When I think Dele Alli got sent off. Of, is it against Chelsea? Was it Dele Alli or... Dele Alli got... No, he got. He didn't get sent off. He got suspended like Dele after the match because he punched... Was, it was against he West ended, Brom. He punched someone. All right, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that one. When we played Chelsea and he ended... Two, was it 2-2? Two, two? Yeah, no one got sent off in that match, like, famously. That, that game was terrible. Was I mean, I'd, we were leading 2-0, weren't we? Yeah. 
and that was yeah, the game. So that, that game been that, that game. Yeah. That Leicester I was, really. I was, uh, just gonna believe. That's when we lost the title, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of people say, yeah, well, you lost to West Brom and you lost to Newcastle. If we'd beaten Chelsea at that point, I think we'd have gone on and won the title. I'm not sure because Leicester did. I think like Leicester did win the. It, yeah, it could have changed how they played the last few matches, but. Leicester weren't. Well, looking... I mean, we would have had the momentum, though, weren't we? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, I think Leicester, based on the results that they did get, they still would have finished above us. Even if we'd won all our last matches, I think we would have finished either level and points to them, but they would have won on goal difference, or we would have been like one point behind them or something. Yeah. But, um, okay. I um, think, uh, no, it would have. Who was saying to him? Someone was telling me the other day as well. I think it would have been goal difference. If we'd beaten. Because we'd lost to West Brom, we would lost to Newcastle. And we lost one more game. I can't remember now. Oh, we played. No, we d- um, we drew. I think we might have drawn with West Brom and Chelsea. I think we lost to Southampton and Newcastle. Southampton, yeah. that's it. So we lost to Southampton, lost to Newcastle, mm. and uh, West Brom wasn't it one nil to fear West. Brom? Oh, maybe yeah. I think you're yeah, right. it was a one nil to yes. fear West Brom. So that's nine points dropped, mm-hmm. and that's why. So, um. Going to the next one, a stadium you would love to visit? Uh, the Maracana. Yes, I that I would like to go there as well. I mean, my, my... having seen the new Tottenham Stadium, nothing's going to better that. Yeah, honestly. nothing's going to beat the new Tottenham Stadium. But I would also like to go to um, uh, the Signal Iduna Park in Dortmund just for the atmosphere. It, look, it looks oh, amazing. Yeah, the atmosphere there. Um, it, you know what? The new camp as well, when it's full, will be because I went there with uh, with Joe um, for our honeymoon mm-hmm. and did a tour of the um, of the stadium while mm-hmm. it was there, and it's amazing. It's it amazing. is. I've I've been there to when I was at like in in year nine at school, and it was just yeah. they've got like a football museum inside the stadium, yes, and it's yeah, amazing. As well, yeah. yeah. That that would be somewhere to, to watch a uh, a match where it's completely full up. Yeah, oh my exactly. God. That would be some. That would be some atmosphere generated in there. Um, if you played professional football, what would be your position? Um, it's really hard. <laughs> you could play everywhere, couldn't you? That's yeah. Well, yeah. Because, you <laughs> You're know, just picking. Like, I, start, I started in goal. Uh huh. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a goalie, but um. As I got a little bit older, I thought, you know what, but the way my body shape is suited to be a striker, I can bully people with my with my body. And then I played okay. up front. A Diego Costa as kind get, of. And as you get older, then you slightly just go backwards. <laughs> Stop running. <laughs> Stop running, just played in the fence. But ideally, I'd like to be a goalkeeper. Okay. I don't know about myself, you know, maybe... If I was good enough, very good in goal. Yeah, I used to be. I probably a, a striker. You know, I'd be anymore. a striker, but you know the Harry Kane deep lying forwards kind of striker. That would, that yeah. would be me. Um, yes. Let me. Uh, I'm not doing all of these questions because there's a lot. But I'm just picking some of the best ones. Yeah, just pick. Just pick. Uh, which pick. which player would you like to meet? To meet. That's quite a difficult one to think about. Hmm. It'd have to be a Tottenham player. I don't. I don't, like current player or any. Any, I guess. I would like. I would have liked to meet Ginola. 
just I told, okay. I was gonna call you Ginola. Yeah, if anyone who doesn't, if anyone doesn't know, um, I was almost called Ginola after <laughs> former Tottenham player <laughs> David Ginola. Yes, but my mum wouldn't allow it. So, <laughs> so um, I don't, I don't know how. I'd like in terms of current team, I, I don't. Mm, it's quite. I'd like to just have a conversation with Hyung Min Swan. He just seems like a, a lovely person. Yeah, he's um, like a nice person. Yeah, he's my favorite player. Um, hang on a second. Uh, VAR ruined football. Agree or disagree? Completely agree. One hundred percent agree. I I agree to an extent because it can be used well, but it's just not being used at the moment. Um, you know what? VAR should have been brought in for just one thing: goal line technology. And if you've got the goal line technology and it's working well, then that's it. I mean, the game is about humans and it's about human error. And that's what makes us unique as human beings. Mm -hmm. Leave it at that. That game can never be perfected. There'll still be things we'll find arguing about. You both jump for the ball. You put your hand on someone's shoulder to jump up. Is that a foul? Or is that you're getting leverage to jump higher than that person? Mm -hmm. So... Technology, normally, there's a point where you know technology is not enhancing it. Yeah. It's actually ruining it. And it takes so long. If it's something that can be done like five seconds, then I'm all for it. You're waiting a minute, two minutes sometimes. Even if you are there at the end of a game, it's already like stopped the flow of the game. And players, you'll see players stretching while they're waiting. Well, I'm, I'm not for it at all, mm-hmm. honestly. Take it away. I'll be happy. Fair enough. That's a pretty popular opinion at the moment. Um, uh, your favourite football coach slash manager? Favourite Pochettino. Yeah, same. By a mile. He was just, he just, he seemed like an incredible person to play for. His team's yeah, always played and... attractive football. He yes. got the best out of young players. He'd made, like... He's a perfect manager, basically. Yeah. His only flaw was that he hasn't won anything. But yeah. his, his... And before him, I would have said um, Harry Redknapp. I would have said that as well. Harry Redknapp is uh, someone that um, probably wasn't very good tactically, wasn't very good. But no. you just know <laughs> that you're going to have a good time playing. Yeah. <laughs> but like um, Harry Redknapp, like, he became a manager in like an era where you didn't need to rely on being really good tactically. If he was a if you were a good man manager and you had individual talented players, then yeah. you'd you can get the most out of them. I mean, you wouldn't like survive at the top level now as a manager. Not, but yeah. for the time that he was in he, he did, did really well. Got Tottenham into the Champions League for the yes, first time. For the first time. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those two. Yeah. Which player would you want your club to sign right now? Um, that's a bit of a tough one because it could be anyone. Right, right now, the person who could change Tottenham overnight would be someone like Dybala. Uh-huh. That's probably who I'd go for as well, honestly. It, because that would just change the whole team. You know there'll be supplies for Sun, there'll be supplies for Bergwin, there'll be supplies for Harry Kane. But we'll just be scoring goals all over the place. We'd make everyone better, but... Better, yeah. Uh, we could have yeah, signed him. Player. We could decide. Even, even as I said to you, the rumor I heard about Ruben Neves, he can pick a pass. So mm-hmm. you just need someone who can look up, mm-hmm. pick a pass at the moment. Yeah, mine would be Tabal as well because he'd change our whole team overnight. And he can yeah. play even he can even play a striker as well if he, if we yeah. needed him to. 
Um, which player would you want your club to get rid of right now? <laughs> I know who you're going to say. <laughs> well, yeah, seven years has been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would get rid of him as well. We haven't even said his name. <laughs> We're both talking about the same player. <laughs> I, I know. I know you're going to see exactly the same player, Villamela. Of yes, course. He, um, he should go. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything more about Lamelo. I've already said enough. Um, um, one second, I'm just looking at your most memorable goal from any do from from any team, I guess. From any team, but one of mm, it's tough because, like, for for me, there's a lot of goals that I remember watching. For Spurs, like most memorable one is arguably. Aaron Lennon's goal against is it Chelsea? Yeah, there's yeah, uh, that, that, was good, that, that was a good goal. There's Danny Rose's goal against Arsenal on his against debut. Arsenal. I was um, gonna say, I was gonna say that's my most memorable. Goal. It was just really memorable. It was only yeah. about nineteen as well yeah. when he scored that goal. Um, and then Lucas David Bentley's Lucas goal. Oh, David Bentley's goal from the almost the halfway line. Yeah. Um, if Tom, uh, excuse me, in terms of other teams. Like international football, I really like remember, remember strongly watching Van Persie's like diving header at the World Cup. Oh yeah, that's a good. Goal. That was incredible. I mean, the best goal I've ever seen ever will be Marco Van Basten's goal, like the yeah. volley. For okay, that's fair. Like, for just how high the ball mm-hmm. was, that was that was something else. Mm-hmm. If anybody hasn't seen that goal, please. Go on YouTube and go and watch that goal <laughs> in the World Cup. Um, I think it was the World Cup or something like that. It was just amazing. Yep, that would be my goal of all time. Fair. Um, I'll, we'll end on this one. Do you see your country winning the World Cup anytime soon? And uh, well, You can do England and Nigeria. I say my country because is it my country of origin or country where I was born? Go on, do, do both. If, go on. if it's country where I was born, well, that would be England. And England have a very good chance of winning the Euros this year. I think, actually, they will win it. What, in 2021? Oh, sorry, next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the reason why they're winning as well is because everybody will be a lot fitter than they are now. Because if they've been playing it now, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Next year would be completely different. Now, Hurricane would have had like six months, eight months to get fit. They'll have all these young players like Jaden Santa, Ryan Sterling. You've got the um, Greenwood, you've got Rashford. They've got so many players to choose from. Mm-hmm. So, if we're talking about the country of my birth, I think, yes, England will win something soon. Nigeria, on the other <laughs> hand, <laughs> we really... We'll have to like uh, maybe wait another twenty years for that. Oh, They've got a good team. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Like Aribo, um, Aribo's Aribo's at Rangers. He's playing well. Iwobi, Iannaccio, yeah. Igalo. They've got uh, Musa. Always turns up in international competitions yes. and inter- international competitions only. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, so they, yeah, they have got um, they've got good crop of young players as well mm. coming through, but. Not for another 20 years. They might win something in Africa first. Yeah. Maybe the African Cup of Nations first. And that might set them up for maybe a good turnout in the world. Mm. They have they have got some good players. Uh, Chikwesi, I didn't mention. He's a good yeah. player as well. I but, mean, um, the World Cup is what? It's in Qatar, isn't it? Yes, yeah, 2022. So if you think about that, it's going to be a very hot country. 
fucking excuse me. <laughs> Very professional, Dad. What? <laughs> well, that's all right. But um, yeah, like like you were saying, I I I can't really see um, Nigeria winning anything realistically anytime soon. Like African Cup of Nations, they won it a few years ago. But yeah. and then they got to the semi final in the most recent one. Uh, last yeah. minute, Mares free kick knocked them yeah. out in the. Uh, I remember that in the semi final. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be fine if they can win the African Cup of Nations. Then we'll set them up nicely for the World Cup because it's going to be in a hot country as well. Don't forget, and that's going to take its toll on all the European countries who who normally do well, like uh, when they play in Europe, when they play yeah. in a place that's really hot. It's going to be slightly different. For the last segment of the episode, we're going to be answering some questions and discussing some opinions that uh, listeners of the podcast have sent in. Um, first one is from my um, friend Kelsey on Twitter. She's asking for your opinions, your take on the Manchester City UEFA situation. Um... As I understood it, um, what Man City did was uh, they overstated um, the the amount of uh, finance that their sponsors were going to uh, make available to Man City. And in fact, the, the, the sponsors weren't uh, making that funds available. It was actually the owners who were chucking the money at it. And what has happened is someone's found those documents and made it available to the Court of uh, Arbitration for Sports. Uh, in law, basically, if you get information illegally, mm-hmm. you cannot present it in court. Yeah. Because they will say clearly that uh, you've, got, you've got the information illegally. And no judge normally would have allowed it to be uh, to be used in court. The fact that they actually lied, Man City put their hands up and said, yeah, okay, we've we'll, we'll lied about this, but um, the information was going illegally, so they can't use it in court. Yeah, I, I knew that that's what's going to happen because if, if the information is obtained illegally, it cannot be used in court. So... Uh, I haven't got any problems with it. Man City should still be fined one way, but not for. They shouldn't be punished for the information that someone has stolen or through some illegal ways got the information mm-hmm. and presented it to, to the press. So um, I haven't got a problem with it. Is uh, the issue not also with them overspending? Because I know you're not. You, there's a. I think they've been fined for that. They have. They got fined. It was about 10 million, I think. But yeah, it, so they were fined thirty million before yes. and banned for two years, and now it's only ten million. Yeah. So they've been fined for that. People but should just move on. I I agree. People should just move on. But also, it it just undermines the whole idea of financial fair play because what's yeah. the, the, it's supposed to? It's a system designed to protect clubs that can't spend as much and limit, but not like not like restrict um, richer teams, but it. It limits the amount that they can like dominate a league to, for example. For example, um, but, but that's exactly what is happening. Listen, but it's, but it's also like at the moment, a lot of what a lot of people are saying is that financial fair play is essentially protecting Manchester City by just allowing them to get away with this kind of thing. And then if they're not going to hold the bigger clubs to the same standards that they're going to hold yeah. smaller clubs to, what's the point in having it having it at all? And I, 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 I completely. 
I completely agree with that. I agree with the fact that, yeah, they've got to hold them to account. But you can only do that legally. This is this, That's the point here. What we're saying is, okay, Man City have tried to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Yeah. And nobody would have known unless through proper, like, uh, journalistic work and someone found something and they've gone through their legal, legal avenues to find out this information and then present it again legally, then I'll be totally behind Manchester City being kicked out. But what we can do is have some rogue person try and think, okay, you know what, I'm going to undermine Man City and go and get that information or someone's paid someone from Man City to like um, whistleblow on them and then we'll say it's legal. Two wrongs can make a right, yeah? Yeah, so I, know, I know what you mean. Man City should be punished for it, but they shouldn't be over-punished for it because mm-hmm. that information was never, never, like, um, accessible to anyone. Someone got it illegally and then presented it in court, which any lawyer worth, worth his salt should know that, like, the judge, if they go to appeal, would never have a, a, agreed that. So I'm not surprised at the result. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Um, next question is from Nish, Nishal. You know Nish. He, yeah. <laughs> um, he's said his unpopular opinion is that Chelsea's attack is better than Tottenham's. Um, I, I personally don't think like it's that... Uh, it's, it's, quite hot, it's quite difficult, especially with, with Ziyech and Werner coming in, maybe. I think you could put you would probably give the edge to Chelsea overall, um, yeah. especially with like Abraham's been playing well. Pulisic has been one of the best players in the league since the restart. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you combine like for like, and then you say Harry Kane, Werner, I would go for Harry Kane any. Yeah, day. I'd go for Harry Kane over any player in either of the okay. either of the two yeah. attacks. Over Son, I'll go That's, for Son every day. That's that's a closer one. I think Son's more proven than Hakim Ziyech at the moment. Even yeah, this Ziyech. is what I'm saying. I will go for Son every day. But then, then you say Pulisic or Bergwijn. I'll go Pulisic. Yeah, I, I based yeah. on this season again because they haven't proved. I mean, Pulisic did play well in the um, in the Bundesliga, but he's he's since the restart he's been incredible. Bergwijn hasn't been amazing so far, but he's shown how good he can be. Um, yeah. Spurs do I have mean, a lot of do have a lot of attacking options. They've got Lucas Moore and Lamella as well, who are at best impact subs. I think um, yeah. Chelsea have had Pedro and Willian this season, who both look like they're going to leave the club. Pedro's already confirmed to be joining um, Roma. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Spurs don't have a backup striker, whereas Chelsea have Olivier Giroud, who they can rely on. Yeah. Um, Tammy Abraham. Tammy well. Abraham. Yeah. That's some some good goals. Um, if you, first, you can count Deli Ali in the Tottenham attack if you want. Yeah, then you um, need to count Mason Mount. Then I guess if you, Mason Mount attacking midfielder, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's close. Um, overall, I, I love the Spurs strike line every day. Yeah, I, the line, I'm not sure with Werner's yet coming in. Yes, then maybe you might. That's mm. what makes it difficult. Yeah. But as it is now, I love the Tottenham strike line. I mean, the thing, the problem at Tottenham actually is not the stri- not the strikers. 
Mm-hmm. Like Son and Hurricane would always score goals. Present them with the opportunities, they will score goals. Yeah. That's not the problem. The problem at Tottenham have always been our wide players and the mid creative midfield player, which yeah. we really do not have. Nothing comes from the left of Tottenham now. Nothing at all. It's, well, Absolutely nothing. Because a lot of the time under Pochettino, um, Son was out on the left and he'd have a chance to cut in, or he'd be on the right a lot of the time. Um, but more often than not, he'd stick Deli Ali out on the yeah. on the left wing, which isn't his role. Um, he's he needs like creative freedom to be a kind of like mm-hmm. second striker almost. Um, but uh, yeah, Lucas played left wing yesterday, and he was you can he tell played all right. yeah he played all right, but you can tell that's not the role that he's used to. Yeah. Um, if they can get like a good left winger there, if let's say, I don't know, Sessegnon plays how he did at Fulham on that in that left wing position, that's what the kind of player that Spurs need, like a true yeah. attacking left winger. But yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see for that. As, well, let's see what happens next season, though. Yeah, I mean, I've already written up this season. I, ideally, I don't want even want to play any European football mm. next season. I'd I'd like to I'd like. I did initially. I thought I didn't want any European football, but then thinking about seeing that Europa League is a trophy that we could win, something that Mourinho would concentrate on. Um, mm. It's a it's a good opportunity for a, a lot of the youngsters to get game time as well, because the squad would have to be rotated regularly. You could see yeah. Skip, Sessegnon, Tanganga, um, mm. even Dennis uh, Kirkin and um, Troy Parrott playing somewhat regularly. Yeah, um, yeah it'd, it'd be quite interesting to see how. Spurs approach the Europa League next season, but I think it's only acceptable if we you really win. think we'll get here at the moment. What we'll get in qualify for it? Yeah, maybe but I don't it's know. Probably going to go to seventh now. Um, yeah, that is true. Um, well, so unless we finish seventh, no, yeah, you are right. So it's going to be really, really difficult. If it, like before, because of the Man City thing, people were thinking, well, it'll go down to eight. It wouldn't go down to eight. Mm. It it depends. If United finish fifth, and United are still in the um, United are still in the Europa Europa League, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So if they win it, then it will go down to eighth, and that's only if they finish fifth and they win it. But again, that's a there's a that's a there's quite a small chance of both of those scenarios happening. Wolves could win it. Wolves could win it as well. If Wolves, that's the that's true. If Wolves win the Europa League, then they qualify for the Champions League. So, um. That again, that pushes it down to eighth. That would be fifth, seventh, and eighth. I think qualifying if Wolves win it, uh, if things um stay as they stand. But um, yeah, I think if Spurs sneak into Europa League, but I would like to see them actually put some effort in oh. and, and go for it. Um, a last question is um from Matthew on Twitter at Matthew underscore LFC seventy six, and he said um. Who is the best Premier League side ever? Just Premier League side, so like ninety-two onwards. And mm. I know you've seen a lot of football. You're a bit old. Yeah, I like the, the the class of ninety-two, the the Man U team. Mm-hmm. I like that team, but in terms of sheer entertainment, it will be Kevin Keegan's Newcastle. Uh huh. In terms of in terms of just entertainment. Entertainment, like you want to watch. Football that you'll have a smile on your face watching it. Kevin Keegan didn't know he didn't know what a defender is. He just fought <laughs> like eleven, right, eleven attackers, including the goalkeeper. <laughs> I put them on the pitch and said, "Just go and score as many goals as you want." 
like Tino Asplia was in there. Do you know who Fastino Asplia was? Um, yes. I think he was from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to do like um like a somersault every time like he scored a goal. Yeah. He had him. He had um, Kid Gillespie on one side. He had um, Lee. What's his the Rob Lee? Yeah. And honestly, all they did was just attack, 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 and they said nothing like it. Like they used to win their games like maybe four, three, mm-hmm. five, four. They they just outscore everybody, <laughs> and that's how they won games. So in terms of sheer entertainment, mm-hmm. it would have to be new, that Newcastle team won the um, heaven. You give any consideration? What well, consideration to? Well, the three teams I guess that a lot of people would say are um, this season's Liverpool team because of how clear yeah, they were in the league by. Um, the Manchester City Centurions when they got 100 points. Yeah. That was in the 17-18 season. And um, Arsenal's Invincibles. They did draw a lot of games, but um, um, no, nah, not for me. I mean, the Centurions, yes, and and Liverpool, yes. But go back into uh, if, if you have a chance, just watch some of the games, a Newcastle game, especially mm-hmm. the Newcastle against Liverpool. I think they played each other like four times, and both. All three games ended 4-3 or yeah. something like that. Those games, or maybe 5-4, those games were just unavailable. With Collymore scoring the last goal, the famous one where they always show, and what's his name? Higgins just drops his head down on the... That, that That's what you call entertainment, Sam. You're glued to it, just like, boom, straight, attacking all the time. And for Spurs support, I'm, I'm happy to say... That Newcastle team was like uh, pure joy just to watch. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Subs Bench. Thank you very much to my dad for joining. Thank you, Sam. It's been really, really enjoy enjoyable and entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. th- thank you to everyone for for listening and making it as far in the podcast. If you've got any questions, inquiries. Um, reactions or interesting in being on the podcast you can um, tweet me at benchpod with sam on twitter or email um, benchpod with sam at gmail.com or you can just um, drop me a message if you know me personally um, and yeah if you've got any suggestions of anything you'd like to see us talk about on the podcast in the future just let me know um, there'll be an episode of the backbench the politics episode going out on saturday so make sure to tune into that But um, thanks for listening and see you soon.